welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Y'all are crazy! (laughs) Yes, you can take a seat. Take a seat, please. Well, hey, like he said, and like I said two minutes ago, my name is Pastor Rachel Parsons, and I am honored and I'm privileged to be with you today. And first, I want to just give honor to where honor is due. Uh, Wesley and I lead under amazing lead pastors, Pastor Rob and Becca Ketterling. Come on, can we give it up for them? Yes. They have so much vision. They have so much leadership, and they trust um, Wesley and I with a microphone for more than five minutes. So praise God. So I'm just so thankful and honored to be here. Like I said, my name is Rachel Parsons. I'm the Go Kids pastor, and I also do administrative work for the campus. It's the best. Come on. Just kidding. I'm working on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on it. Um, but hey, I am here to talk to you about one of my personal favorite things, and that is joy. So I want you to turn to your neighbor with like the cheesiest smile and be like, joy, just do it. She's like, joy, see, oh my goodness. Aren't you just filled with joy now? All right, well, hey, first of all, I want you to turn your attention to the screen for some people that really bring me joy. trying to do what the cool kids call the shoot you know what I'm saying it's like it's really cool dance move anyways I just wanted to show you that video that's actually so many of the important people in my life there's my niece and my nephew and the little kid that I nanny for and my neighbors who are here shout out to my neighbors come on I love my neighbors they're amazing um but yeah those are things that really bring me joy but today uh we're gonna dive in we're just gonna go into it and I want to talk a little bit about what is joy. And if you haven't been here in the last couple weeks, we have been in a series about joy and talking about all the things that it brings. And um, I'm so excited because I looked up 
the definition in the dictionary of what joy means, okay? So we're gonna talk about what joy means maybe to a worldly perspective or just a different perspective. And then we're gonna take a look at what the Bible has to say about what joy is. So the definition of joy based off the dictionary is this, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And when I looked that up in the dictionary, uh, Wesley and I were really processing this week, and I was like, it's so interesting because what we've settled on is that joy is actually not a feeling. There's times where you're going to feel other things, but you still have the choice to choose joy. So joy isn't necessarily a feeling, and happiness is actually things that are external. They have to do with your surroundings and your circumstances, right? So there's a lot of things that make me happy. I was like writing a list, prepping for this this week, and I was like, tiny spoons make me happy. Like really stupid stuff. <laughs> okay, like, like really random, like Mike and Ike's make me joyful. Chipotle, you know what I'm saying? And then it was so interesting because I stopped making the list and I was like, those are things that are actually for a moment and they're fleeting. They make me happy. They're actually not things that make me truly joyful. And so the difference between uh, happiness and joy, joy is internal. And another thing we're going to talk about, joy is also eternal. It's long lasting and it's never fading. We're going to talk about that. Um, but happiness, like I said, is external. It has to do with things that maybe you can feel, touch, and see. External things that flee, that go away. They don't stay, right? There's things that make us happy, but those don't always stick around for the long haul. There's an the author. His name is Rick Warren. If you've ever heard of him, he wrote Purpose Driven Life. And as I was looking at just like biblically, there's tons of verses in the Bible about joy, but I love his perspective and what he says. He says, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Joy is a settled assurance, a quiet confidence, and a determined choice. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this opportunity. These are, not, these are not my words, Lord. They are yours, and I'm so thankful that you have chosen me today to speak, and so I pray, Holy Spirit, that it would be you, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see the results. We love you, and yeah, everybody said amen. amen. Amazing. All right, so like I said, uh, we're going to be talking about joy, and there's a, there's a story in the Bible that actually goes along perfectly. So if you have your Bible, if you have your phone, whatever you have, we're going to be in Acts 6 verses 20 through through 34. And I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to set up a little context though, okay? So Acts 16 is where we're going to be. A little context. There's this guy, his name's Paul. He's got a buddy named Silas and they're like homies. They're like, what's up? We travel every day, everywhere. And they're going around and telling people about the gospel, who Jesus is and what he's done in their lives. Now on this particular journey, this homegirl keeps following them, okay? And she's a little crazy, okay? To put it simple. She, um, she does like magic. She does fortune telling. Um, she's just kind of into maybe some spirits, right? And so as they're walking, like trying to tell people about Jesus, this girl's just pestering them. She's coming behind them and she's like, these fools are crazy. They're trying to save you. Watch out. Okay. So Paul, which I think I would be a little like Paul is like, okay, this is getting, um, annoying, <laughs> A frustrating, please stop, right? He gets a little, what they like to say is exasperated, okay? Just like done with it. So he turns around and he's just like, in Jesus' name, I ask the spirit to come out. 
and the spirit comes out, okay? Now, her two masters are watching, and they are not pumped about this because she is making the money by fortune telling. And so they're like, who do these fools think they are doing this, right? So they go over to Paul and Silas, and they begin to drag Paul and Silas to the authorities. And immediately, immediately, they start ripping off their clothes and they start beating them, all right? It's like, in my brain, I'm like, wait, to the authorities for what? Whatever, doesn't make any sense, but okay, sure. Live your life, I guess. All right, um, Acts 16, so this is where we pick up, all right? And I'm gonna read it for you. Acts 16, 23 through 34. This is where we pick up. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. <laughs> For what? I don't know. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Crazy. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open, and he assumed that all the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to take his own life. But Paul shouted, stop, don't take your life. We're all here. The jailer called for lights, ran into the dungeon, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out, and he asked, sirs, what could I do? What must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in the household. And even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into the house, set a meal before him, and he his, and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. I'm gonna just talk about three things that I think joy can do in our lives. And like I said, Wesley and I were kind of processing this week and we're like, man, how do you choose joy when things don't look joyful? And when the circumstances around you make absolutely no sense and we're just like, just choose joy though. Just like choose it, you know, it's just like a thing that you do. What, how? How do I choose joy when I'm broken and I'm hurting and I'm anxious and I'm depressed? What do I do then? Well, there's three things that I believe joy can do in your life. Number one, joy changes in atmosphere. Acts 16, 26. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation. Because Paul and Silas chose joy in their situation, literal things of the earth started shaking. Started shaking an earthquake. The foundation began to not be solid anymore. It started to erupt. I always think about how would I be if I was Paul and Silas in that situation? I'd be like, um, God, I was kind of like, I was like kind of talking you up big, you know? And then I, now I'm in, now I'm in prison. I don't think my first initial instinct would be like, Joy, you know, like singing. I can actually pretty much like uh, guarantee it. <laughs> okay, just being honest. Like that just wouldn't be the first thing that I would do. But because Saul and um, Paul and Silas chose Joy, it literally changed the atmosphere. But how were they able to choose joy? They chose joy because they already knew God had been faithful in the past. So Paul had been through some things 
in his life. His life was not easy, and he was actually a pretty get, bad guy before he became Paul. But God had been faithful time and time again. And so Paul and Silas were saying, okay, um, God, God was faithful in the past, so I don't think he's going to change now, and the outcome is still going to be that God's faithful, right? And so what's amazing is you and I, that's how we, that's how we can choose joy when things don't make sense and when our circumstances are external doesn't match up with eternal but Paul and Silas had a focus they had a gaze because they also knew that Jesus and joy is eternal it's long lasting it doesn't fade it wasn't going to go away now did that mean that their circumstances were going to change maybe not maybe not Maybe they, maybe they were supposed to be in prison for a really long time, but how do you still choose joy in that moment to change your atmosphere? So I want to ask you today, how can you, how can I change the atmosphere by choosing joy and how is that possible? Um, I'm going to give you guys a little story. So a couple weeks ago, is that cool if I like talk about my life? Is that cool? I don't know. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, I was going I go to the Minneapolis campus at 5 p.m. just to get in some church sometimes, and it's awesome. I absolutely love it. But I knew that night that I had like a hard conversation with a friend that I was gonna have. So I walked into church and I was angry, y'all, okay? Like I couldn't even like, it felt like flames were coming out of my ears. I don't know what was happening, but I was like, I'm ticked. Walking into church, not, you know, whatever. I was like, Lord, I literally have no clue what to do. How am I supposed to choose joy right now in something that feels like I can't? And so we're worshiping. I'm, y'all, guys, it's so funny. I'm like folding my hands like, yeah, I'm ticked. <laughs> like not raising my hands in worship. And God was like, hey, no matter what, your perspective needs to change. Like anger has to be gone for you in order for this conversation to go well. Uh, so, I need, so I need you to change that. I was like, cool, tell me how, dog, <laughs> and I'll do it. And he's like, great, go speak some scripture over yourself. Go, go tell yourself that you choose joy today. And I was like, okay. So I walk all the way to the back. I go to the bathroom and I just sit and I start. Uh, the verse that got brought to my mind was Galatians 5. And that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And I kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. Because you guys, the way that I felt wasn't joyful. I didn't have a feeling of joy, but God asked me to make a choice of joy so that it would change my atmosphere that night. And so I said, okay, I don't feel pumped. I don't feel happy, right? I don't feel those feelings, but I'm still going to choose joy. So I went back into the service and I still felt a little angry and I still felt a little frustrated, but it was crazy because as I walked out the doors of service, like something lifted, something shifted, something changed. And you know, what's crazy is the outcome of that circumstance that night actually wasn't good. But what's amazing is there was still joy in it. They were still joining it because God, just like Paul and Silas, they had to make the choice because they already knew the outcome. And the outcome wasn't what they wanted. It was Jesus. The outcome was Jesus, that Jesus died on a cross for their sins and would come back and rise again and they would live with Jesus eternally. So that's where I'm just being so challenged for joy. Joy is something eternal, something that I can't necessarily see yet, but something that I rest assured I have a quiet confidence and a determined choice that I know who Jesus is. 
Joy lifts others up. That's my second point. Joy lifts others up. I love this. Because Paul and Silas chose joy, they literally freed other people in chains. Okay? So it says, Acts 16, 26, the second part of the verse. It says, all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. So the effect of their choice of joy amidst unexpected circumstances lifted people from their physical chains. How do you think if you walked into a room with joy, how could you not only change the atmosphere, but how could you lift people to the next level, to their next level of Jesus, their next, maybe it's a first step of a relationship with Jesus, but how can you walking in with joy, how can you lift others up? I have an example that I think, um, a couple that I think is amazing, and they lift my joy every single time um, that I see that, see them, and that's Bethany and Wesley Schrock. Come on, can we give it up for Bethany and Wesley? Um, if you don't know Bethany and Wesley, they're amazing. Wesley is the worship pastor here, and him and I and Pastor Davey are on a team together. And um, Bethany and Wesley, their journey the last couple of years hasn't been pretty and it hasn't been roses and it hasn't been perfect but if you spent any amount of time with them and you watch the joy that they walk in with it's like it can only be eternal because it doesn't make sense right sometimes circumstances don't make sense but Wesley and Bethany lift others up because of their focus and their gaze is on something other than their at their circumstance. It's on an outcome. It's on an outcome. So thank you, Bethany and Wesley, for always lifting the room every single time that I walk into it. You guys are full of joy because you're rest assured. You have a quiet confidence and a determined choice to love Jesus no matter what. And I love that. And so I think of that. I think of that. Um, how can we lift others up by choosing joy And how is this possible? It's possible by focusing on the eternal, on the outcome, that Jesus has been faithful in my past. He's been faithful in my past. And I'm not, that's not something I just say, okay? He's come through every single time that I've had a hardship. Has it been how I wanted the outcome to be? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, no. But what's crazy is the joy that I was still able to have because the outcome was Jesus. It wasn't me. It was Jesus. The last point, this is where I get jazzed. <laughs> it's crazy. This is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. Because this is what God's been teaching me. This is crazy, guys, because I've been literally, these last couple months, this is literally what I'm learning. This is what God's bringing me through. It's like, Rach, how do you still have joy um, even though your circumstances don't look how you want them to look? And I'm like, yeah, I, I've been wrestling. I've been wrestling with God. I've been like, show me, teach me. I want to learn how, but sometimes... My feelings, it's hard, right? Number three, joy isn't just for you, and maybe it's not about you. It's for everyone else all the time. I love this. Because Paul and Silas chose joy, a man was prevented from taking his own life. People were put in right relationship with Jesus. The jailer's entire family was baptized and made new, and their lives were changed forever. Acts 16, 30 through 34. This is insane. Then he brought them out and asked the jailer. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They, re- they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. 
And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. I also want to know, like, where did you get baptized? Was it like a sink vibe? Was it a tub vibe? I'm just curious. Because, like, was it a lot of people? I don't know. I don't know. He brought them into his house and set a meal before him. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. Sometimes, maybe sometimes my joy isn't about me. Maybe it's a choice for somebody else who needs hope today, who needs joy today, who needs a lift today. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty selfish. I'm pretty selfish and I want things to make me feel joy and to make me feel filled up and whole and complete. But maybe it's never been about that. Maybe my choice for joy in a day is for somebody else who really needs it. And what if that was the same for you? What if your choice for joy was not just about you, but it was for somebody else? Paul and Silas, literally, a guy was about to take his own life. And because they chose joy, he didn't. He didn't, you guys. So how much more power, if you know who Jesus is and you live with him inside of you, how much more power can your joy have in a room? You might not ever even have to speak a word, but you know, you know those people that lift a room. You know those people that when they walk in, you're like, huh, something's different. Something's different about them. Because of the choice that Paul and Silas made, a man didn't commit suicide. And not only that, he followed Jesus. And not only that, his whole family followed Jesus. And not only that, his whole family was baptized. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Paul and Silas, they didn't see. They didn't see what their circumstance brought them. They saw an outcome. They saw what had already been. And they said, it's gonna happen again. Whether it's how I want it to happen, whether it's gonna look the way I want it to look, doesn't matter. My outcome is Jesus. And their outcome was always Jesus, no matter what their circumstance was. So I'm actually gonna tell you a story about a time where I actually didn't make the choice for joy. Because I, lo- I don't know, I love being like real, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just who I am. I can't not be. It's frustrating sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm gonna get like really, really, you know what I'm saying? Um, so in the last, like my life and my testimony, honestly, I feel like is a lot of God asking me to choose joy and things that just don't make sense to me. And I've been in a few relationships in my life. I haven't been in a ton, but I've been in like long relationships. And if I'm being honest, um, the enemy has tried, okay? He's tried to make me walk out of those relationships feeling really insecure, okay? He's made me feel like maybe I wasn't worth that person's time or like I'm really not good enough. You know, if I would have just, if I would just do better or be better, then maybe that situation wouldn't have ended in that result. Okay, I'm just being real with you. Those are just insecurities that sometimes are real for me and that I face, right? So my feelings sometimes are not joyful and pumped. And like, everyone's like, oh my goodness, Rach, you're so joyful. And like, I love that. But sometimes it's hard. 
sometimes it's not easy to just choose joy when my circumstances don't make sense around me. So I remember there was one day, I honestly just kind of like had it. You know, everyone's like, you're so joyful and you're so strong. I was like, I don't care, you know. I don't wanna be strong right now. Not saying you should take that approach. Just telling you what happened, okay? Um, But I literally was like, all right, today I've had it. I've had it. I don't care, like anybody can, I literally said, Jesus, like I just can't, I can't choose joy right now. I give up, like I just give up in this moment. I give up in this moment and I sat on my living room and I like fetal position and I was just crying, right? Just, this is kind of sad. Don't feel, it's great ending, okay? But I was like, I know y'all are like, whoa, girl, get up with the feelings. I got feelings, I'm not scared. I'm not scared about them. But I was crying on the floor and um, I just felt like physically in my stomach, like, wow, I feel like I'm being knocked down. Like, I don't know how to choose joy in this moment. And thankfully God gave me a lift and I called my good friend, Lindsay Swigum. Give it up for Lindsay Swigum, come on. And she's a friend that you can call and do this. And I was like, Lindsay, I'm not, I don't feel good. I feel really sad and I feel really hurt and broken and I don't know how to choose joy. Can we just go like walk and pray? We went around the lake and we walked and we prayed and it was amazing. And then I got back to my house and the Lord was like, I just need you to like spend some time with me. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do like classic thing, you know, open the Bible, obviously, come on. Words speak to me. And the Lord was like, no, you need to actually close your Bible. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Isn't that like how you speak to me? He's like, no, close your Bible and close your eyes. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I need you to take yourself back to where you were a couple hours ago. I was like, oh uh, yeah, pathetic. <laughs> Curl up in a ball crying, got it. I don't think we gotta go back there. <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 I need you to go back there. So I literally like walked into my living room and I just looked like where I was, where I was sitting. And he's like, I want you to look around. What's, what's in the room? I was like, well, me first. There I am, look at me, cool. And he's like, look harder. What else is there? And I, I remember seeing like this black figure, you know, like this thing that was like trying, right? And I remember, I felt this feeling in my stomach and I remember feeling it, but I also remember feeling that it, could, it literally couldn't touch me. It wasn't allowed to touch me at all. And then he's like, look harder. He said, where am I? And I'm, I'm curled up and he's at my back and I didn't see him. I didn't see him and he's like, man, I wish you would have just turned around a little sooner to know that you can choose joy because you're never alone. Because you're never alone. And he's like, you've never been alone. And you're gonna face things that are gonna suck and they're gonna hurt again. But you know who's got your back? Me, I do. Just turn around and ask me, I'm there. So it doesn't mean that things are never gonna hurt and circumstances, cause they will come. But I begin to be filled with joy in knowing that I never had to do it alone again. And I truly believe this story for me, this story for me, I truly believe that it was so I could share it with you because that joy isn't for me. It's not just reserved for me, it's for you. It's for every single person in this place because Jesus, 2,000 years ago, came down and he came for you and he came for me. He came for us. He came for us. He died a death horrifically on a cross for your sin and for mine. But he knew the outcome 
And you know, you know who's the best representative of joy and his joy not being about himself, but for other people is Jesus. Are you kidding me? Jesus, he had to make the choice of joy because he knew the outcome. He knew that he was gonna be raised three days later and you and me would have the chance to live with him for forever in perfect peace and joy. Come on, is somebody pumped about that today? Come on. So how can I make joy less about me and more about the people around me? I can make it all about Jesus. <laughs> Knowing that I never deserved the free gift that Jesus gave to me in the first place. And with the free gift of Jesus comes free access to a life of joy. That doesn't mean a life of perfect circumstance. That doesn't mean a life where everything's going to go right. It just means a life of joy. Knowing the eternal outcome. That we get the chance to be with Jesus forever in heaven. And I love this. Joy doesn't mean success. It doesn't mean material things. It doesn't mean anything tangible. It's a settled assurance, a quiet confidence, and a determined choice to daily choose joy because Jesus. And today you have that opportunity. It's free. It's free. What? Nothing's free anymore. This just blew my mind. It's flipping zero dollars and zero zero cents for a life of joy, get out. I'm deceased. This is so good. I just got shook. Free! Um, but seriously, you have the choice today to choose an eternity with Him. I hope that lasts forever, never fades, and even when storms come, and, and they will, and when things don't go the way that you planned, because they will, you can still choose that joy, and that joy today is Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to give you guys the opportunity today <laughs> to choose Jesus, to choose a life of joy. Doesn't mean a life of perfect circumstance. <laughs> it just means a life of joy. Romans 10 says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And everybody in this room has this decision today. When you make this decision, the Bible says you are a brand new creation. The old is gone and the new is come. If you are ready for that new thing today, I want you to lift your hand in this place. If you're ready, yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, if you are ready for a life of Jesus and a life of joy, raise a hand. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Church, I want everyone to pray with me. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Please forgive me. Today I receive your gift, the free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Today I choose to leave my old life and choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we give it up for those who made a first-time decision? Come on, stand to your feet. Give them some noise. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, so much. 
Honestly, I'm still shocked about the deal y'all got today. <laughs> zero dollars, zero, zero cents. Come on, somebody. It's so good. Um, hey, if you're like, I have a relationship with Jesus, um, or actually first, yeah, yeah. If you made that decision today, tell somebody. Don't keep that to yourself. That's a joy. That's a joyous decision that you made because it's eternal. It's not momentary or fleeting, it's for forever. So tell somebody about that today. And we have um, some now what resources at our Next Step Center. And this is gonna just help you understand, okay, great, I made this decision. What's next for me? And you know, if you're saying today, um, Rachel, have a relationship with Jesus. I got some, I feel like I'm pretty joyful, but like maybe some other areas. Hey, whatever your need is, I'm gonna ask the prayer teams to come down. If you need joy in a certain area, lift it again in your life. We'd love to pray for you for that because life is real. Seasons are real. Sickness is real. Death is real. That's what we encounter while we're here on earth. But we want to walk alongside you and lift you up in the joy of Jesus. So thank you for letting me talk for a really long time. Like I said, if you guys need prayer, coming down. How do we end this? We just say peace. Have a great week serving the Lord.